I'm Jess McCauley, and I'm a theater maker, and I am also an introvert. I'm Phil Rickaby, and I am a writer and performer, and I am also an introvert, and this is The Introvert's Guide to. On The Introvert's Guide to, we talk about the introvert life and how to live it to the fullest. We'll choose a topic and discuss it, as well as try to find other helpful hints on social media and the internet at large. If you want to drop us a line, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at introvertguide2, the number two, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at introvertsguidetostuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide too. And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and ratings help new people find the show, but even better... Whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that you think might like The Introvert's Guide too, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. So I have, as I often do, a question for you. So how do you feel about... When there is a task in front of you, mm-hmm. and you could do it yourself, mm-hmm. or you could ask for help, which do you do? What's this ask for help? <laughs> what, what, what is this? <laughs> it's a thing that I've heard of uh-huh. where some people, when faced with a task, that might go faster or be easier if they had, in air quotes, assistance, that they are able to and they they feel free to Mm -hmm. ask other people to provide said assistance. Um, I don't think that's happened. (laughs) No, no. But in all seriousness, in all seriousness, no, I, I'm, I really have a tough time asking for help. I'm very much one of those people that like, I could be carrying like 20 grocery bags, a, a giant cart of something like just, just going down the street and it's blizzarding out. And my very own family could be driving by in a van and I still will say, oh, I got this. I got it. It's fine. <laughs> See, I know that I'm really great at soliciting advice. You're really good at that. I'm really good at soliciting advice. But if I actually need help with something, forget about it. <laughs> I am not asking for help. It's like when it comes down to actually doing the task, I'm just going to suffer through it. Oh, I know. I I do the same. It's it's like I would just I would just rather if I'm going to fail, I'm going to learn and I'm going to fix it so that the next time it happens, I'll know what not to do. I'm curious about the fact that your first instinct was to say if I fail <laughs> rather than to say something along the lines of if I succeed spectacularly or something like that. I'm I really I 
I'm very positive when it comes to learning from maybe some failures. I do take things a little hard, but I do prepare myself for the worst. And I still discuss with myself if that's a shortcoming or an opportunity to learn. God, you know, I do the same thing. Like if there's, if there's something that I'm preparing for, like when I was pursuing full-time being an actor, if I would go to an audition, um, the scenario that would play out in my mind is me preparing myself for not getting the role. Now that is the exact opposite of what you were supposed to do. You're supposed to envision, you know, you're supposed to think good thoughts, positive thoughts, like envision yourself getting the role. And I was, I don't know if I was just, I think I was, if I'm being honest, I'm trying to prepare myself mm-hmm. for the disappointment of not getting the role. Because to me, I can only do extremes. I can either assume I'm not, I'm not going to get it and prepare for that, or assume I'm going to get it. And that's the thing that I focus on. And then when I don't, I'm devastated. Oh, there's no in between. Yeah, no, I'm the same. I just, I think I, and I even more so just focus on the, how am I going to handle this rejection? Why would I even bother doing this? I, I can't handle, <laughs> they're going to say no. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm curious for you, like when the opportunity presents yourself, like if we look at, say, for example, the trudging through the snow with laden, just laden with groceries. Mm-hmm. And your family drives by or somebody drives by that, you know, and they're like, hey, can I give you a hand? And you're like, no, I got it. What's what's behind for you? What's the thought process that that keeps you from saying, actually, I could really use the help? I think a lot of the times for me, it's I'm I'm scared of the judgment that that comes along with the, you know, Oh, you know, I just don't know if Jess made the right call on this. I don't know if this is something she's going to succeed on. And that's definitely my own inner voice telling me that you're already going to, like, it's definitely my voice telling me you're going to fail. And I have been trying really hard to remember that when people ask if they can help, it's because they want to see me succeed. And it's not because I'm on the wrong path to succeed. It's just, there's nothing wrong with getting a little bit of help. But I've, so I've had to shift that focus from, they're not judging you, they care about you. How are you doing with that? Terribly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I have been doing a lot better with it. I I actually have asked for help recently. I, I, yep. Oh, yes. As we've mentioned previously, I have a new place. And I actually asked some friends to help. Wow. I know. I did it. I, I actually asked. They were available. I rewarded with pizza and beer. So it feels mm. good. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I really regret it, but. (laughs) (laughs) Which? Asking for help or buying the house? Oh, asking for help. Oh, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Why do you regret asking for help? It's just like, no matter how organized, I'm a very organized mover. No one's got to worry about this moving day coming up. It's one of those, what if I forget something? All I'm going to be thinking about is how embarrassed I'm going to be that I forgot this. I'm putting my friends out and it's really not the case. It's not true Hmm. at all. So it's, I'm just feeding myself preconceived wrongdoings and these, these things that like these, these things that are not going to happen. It's Hmm. just letting my imagination get carried away. So, ah. Hmm. 
yeah, these, these are challenges. And do you do you have a sense of the origin of where your um, desire to not ask for help or to do it yourself uh, uh, comes from? It's gonna sound a little sad. I was like, I um, I actually have a learning disability. I have an auditory processing disorder. So whenever I was a kid, I if you gave me three things to go and get in the other room, like let's say it's like um scissors, pen and paper, I would come back with pen and paper and forget the scissors, even though it was the first thing that someone had mentioned. So when I was a kid, I would ask for help on some pretty trivial things, like or what seemed trivial to other people was a big deal to me. Um, because I had so much time, a hard time focusing and getting the instructions correct, I actually got made fun of quite a bit from other kids. So it, I think it was just this fear of, that's probably where that fear of judgment would come from is, oh, they're going to think this is so stupid. Like, this is such a stupid question. And like, I've come to realize how, how wrong that word is, the word stupid. You know, that's, the my or I as I think about it, the origin of, of of my desire to do things on my own comes from the same kind of thing. Is is my uh, learning disability was math, mm. and I think we've mentioned before how how traumatic that was. Like I I had so much trouble with math math that you know I thought I was stupid mm-hmm. as far as math goes. I thought there was a, like there was some kind of real deficiency in me. And there, and it was before I was diagnosed with a learning disability. Mm-hmm. Um, and occasionally a helpful teacher would try to get another person in my class to help me. And that would end up being feeling really shamed by the fact that I couldn't get what to them seemed to be a very simple concept. And so I would do everything I could to avoid having to get that help. Right. Um, and so it's sort of the same, the same kind of like the learning disability is really at the heart of why I'm pretty determined to do these, to do as much as I can myself without seeking help. Mm-hmm. And how do you, do you find yourself working with tools to help you ask for more help? Is there anything that you've learned along the way to ensure that you are asking for help when you do need it? No, 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 I'm really bad. It's, I mean, it's, I will, if I have to ask for help, Mm -hmm. but usually if for me to get there, there's a lot of hand wringing and, um, hemming and hawing, possibly tears. It really depends on what, what I'm asking for help with, but like, you know, you know, as a, as, as somebody who is, um, you know, a maker of theater who self-produces, that means that occasionally I have to do self-promotion, right? I have to come up with promotion. And that's not my natural state. I'm not great at selling stuff and especially not my own stuff. And I know people who are really good at that. That is their, what they do. They are so good at it. Mm -hmm. And it would be very simple for me to say, hey, could you help me with this? But I almost, I, I never do. I never do because I don't know. I just, I, I, I can't bring myself to, to say the words that I need help with this. Right. 
I, you know, and especially when it comes to this the particular profession, it's the, I almost feel like an imposter if I say I need help. Hmm. It's really silly when I think about it, but it, cause it's, it comes to this point where again, it's, you're feeding yourself another lie, a preconceived notion. That's just not true. It's the, just because you have a question, you need clarifying, maybe a little coaching or help with something. It doesn't mean that you don't know what you're doing. It just, there's nothing wrong with getting those little steps into there. But I still feel that if I'm, you know, for I'm producing a show that I'm doing and if I need help, maybe with it, you know, for social media, that's always been a weak point for me. If I'm asking for help with that, I almost feel ashamed that I didn't know going in ahead of ahead with this, how to do that. And it's just, it's ridiculous. The pressure we'll put ourselves under to, Mm -hmm. to avoid asking for help. Like I would rather sit and deal with it and write trial and error notes, then ask somebody who's been doing this for a long time, has the expertise for help. Okay. I'm going to ask you another question. Oh, I'm ready. And I just want to, this is a a gauge. How little do you want to ask somebody for help? Mm -hmm. And so the question is this, would you rather ask someone for help with social media for a production that you're working on? Okay. Or pick up the phone and call for pizza. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no. Phil, how could you do this? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I started sweating on the back of my neck. How did that happen? <laughs> okay. Okay. What? Oh, I would rather live in a house where the coffee maker just won't work. And <laughs> I have guests coming over in four hours than deal with that situation. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. All right. You would rather do something unrelated to either of the questions, right. either of the options I gave you. And you've come <laughs> with a third scenario that has nothing to do with either of them. That's how much you want to avoid both. And that's why I asked you that question. I hope it was worth it. I hope it was worth it. It was so worth it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Moving on. <laughs> no, I, I feel like, I feel like, I need an answer. Okay. All right. Um, I would rather. Okay. Let me just, um, is my husband in the room for the ordering of the pizza? No. I was going to say like, maybe I'll just like dial the phone and throw it to him before he even realizes what, what's happening. That's why I said no, because that's (sighs) cheating. Okay, fine. I, uh... all right. You know what? I would rather ask somebody for help with social media because. Because, you know, I, I would rather learn something and, and learn to do it better by myself next time. You see, I'm always going to have to order a pizza. I'm, I'm never going to avoid that. But, but you know, that's, that's why we order online. <laughs> but I I'd know. rather order the pizza. Really? Yeah, that's, that's, that's my level of discomfort with the asking for help. Ooh. I would much rather order the pizza by phone. So there we go. 
Well, I mean, okay, if we're sticking with the social media thing here, you you're 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 pretty well skilled in that in that. But case. let's say let's say that there's another equally um okay. equal task that I would rather not do that I would need to ask help for. Okay. Um and whatever that task is, I'd rather order the pizza by phone. <laughs> that was good. That was good. You got me. Yeah, I got you good. I'm really proud of myself there. You should be. Air high five. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I guess, I guess what so you seem to be, you've, you've made a concerted effort to get better at asking for help. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if you have any tips for me and anybody else who's listening, who's equally as avoidant of asking for help. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what tricks are you using or planning to use to get better at asking for help? Scripting my question, picking and choosing very carefully who I ask. And it has to be either somebody I trust or, and or somebody I know that it's going to be beneficial if I ask them for help. As bad as it sounds, it's got to be, there's got to be some reward in there for me. So for instance, let, let's just go back to the example of um, asking for help with social media. Mm-hmm. I think there would be opportunity to network. So if I knew somebody that was really good at social media, we're in the same field, you know, I really admire what they do. Asking that question and maybe having that opportunity to go for a coffee and talk to somebody about something that interests both of us seems like a reward to me. So no, keeping that in mind, understanding that this is going to be beneficial for my own growth, what is enough to help me script out what I need to ask, what it is specifically I need help with. And just, you know, I I don't want to come in with anything vague if I'm Mm. asking somebody for help. So being as Mm. clear as possible and to the point um, actually really helps ask for help just knowing what I'm going to say, because I'm not impulsive enough mm. to just go and talk to somebody and say, Hey, I need help. <laughs> like, no, thank you. But also I, I imagine that, that writing stuff down in advance can, can make it feel like you're being more respectful of that person's time mm-hmm. by knowing what it is that you need to know in the first place. Absolutely. I mean, other people are living their lives too. Right. And you know, as much as everybody is helpful in the arts, and, and I, I hope in any other field, it's you still need to be respectful of their time and you do need to be prepared for uh no, I can't mm. do that. So when I was asking my friends for help with moving, you know, benefit for me is, well, my husband and I are not doing this all on our own. You know, I can't, unfortunately, I have family members that are not available and I'm not going to ask them to do that any more times than I've already asked them, which is the one time. Having pizza and beer ready to go for them that seems like enough of a you know enough to strike up a deal as opposed to them just doing it as a pure favor um with that being said just as a tip if you are moving please have everything packed and ready to go nobody wants to show up and and nothing is done that that's just that's just disrespectful and awful no, absolutely. If that is a thing that you've done, if you're if you're including the packing in your moving with your friends, you've just abused your friends. 
Absolutely. Oh, that's, it's a terrible thing. And so with that being said, linking it back into asking for help, don't load on more work than what that person anticipated taking on. So if, um, uh, social media needing help with it, I'm not going to ask them to help me with social media, but when they show up on the day of ask them to set up all of my social media accounts Mm -hmm. and, and make it look organized and professional for me, they need to be paid at that point. And you're not asking for help. You're, you're asking for a a business exchange. So Mm -hmm. be considerate with that in mind. I, I, I know it's a little tough to have that anxiety going of, am I being considerate? Am I, am I asking too much, but just come back to planning it out and what you're asking Hmm. and, and ask yourself if you would be okay if somebody asked you to do this without it, maybe taking advantage or abusing the situation. You know, one of the things that, that has occurred to me and, and um, years ago, a couple of years ago, uh, I was interviewing somebody for um, my theater podcast stage worthy. And the person I was interviewing, who was an artistic director of a relatively respected, very respected theater company said that, it was that they had early in their life learned the secret and that if you could embrace this fact that you would have an easier time in life. And that secret was actually that people want to help you. And that for the most part, if you come to somebody with a reasonable request or a reasonable question, they will almost always say yes. And even though I know this, I would much rather order pizza over the phone than ask for help. (laughs) You're so not wrong. (laughs) I'm sitting here and I'm like trying not to like think about, I'm trying to say, say to myself, you know, that that's really true. How inspiring. That's so wonderful. And then at the same time, though, right afterwards, I'm thinking, but I'm never going to do that. But here's here's the thing that I will sort of point to as a as sort of a, a, a an additional caveat to that. See, I've been doing that theater uh, podcast for three years. In January, it will be three years. There's over 250 episodes. It's a weekly podcast. And no one has ever said, no, I'm not interested. No, I don't want to do your podcast. No one has ever said that. Even though I have to then, I have that means that I have to put myself out there and ask them if they want to come on, uh, which has gotten easier. And it really got easier after the first 100 episodes. But anyway... Like, I think that that people do want to help you if you can just get past that anxiety and that whatever that learned fear is. I was reading an article and it's it's one of the things that sort of inspired this is there was an article, somebody, uh, a friend of mine, Carolyn, suggested this topic. She linked to a post on Facebook that was about um, how... Uh, people who've experienced some form of trauma tend to be people who are more likely to insist on doing things by themselves than asking for help. Absolutely. I can see that. And I would have to, I would have to agree with that because the experiences that I had as a 
as a kid with a, for much of my life, undiagnosed learning disability, as I was called stupid and, 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 uh, my fellow classmates would get frustrated and angry when they were meant to help me. Like all of that was, was traumatic and taught me not to ask for help. So it definitely does come from a place of trauma. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it kind of sounds like, like yours might as well, that, that learning disabilities can be traumatic. People oh, don't, sure. are not understanding of them. No, they're, they're not very compassionate. And, you know, I, I, rem- I remember the first time I really felt humiliation and it was in front of, my gosh, I remember this. It was, it was in grade six and it was coming to track and field. And I remember the teacher talking about, you know, just the different sports that, that happened at track and field. I was, of course, not looking forward to this. But I got told that because I was one year older than everybody, that I would be able to try shot put before anybody else in the class. And she said this in front of the whole class and everyone came up to me afterwards and was like, why are you one year older than all of us? Mm. And that's when it came out that I was held back Mm. in kindergarten. Mm. And I remember all the jokes that came up and everything. And when it did come to shot put, you know, Mm. it does make sense. I really was not comfortable in expanding myself Mm. in track and field and and really giving it my all in this new sport Mm. because I just felt like, I just felt so ashamed that I was older than everybody. And and just, I didn't really feel like I had a place anymore. And Mm. it just took that away. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. I remember being in, in class, in math class and the teacher calling on me and, you know, there's like, you know, they have a problem on the board. By the way, I hated word problems because I couldn't see the things in my head because they were numbers, mm-hmm. but not numbers. Anyway, they have like a, a, a problem and they'd be like, all right, they're looking for, you can tell they're looking for somebody to come up and solve the problem. And I'm trying to make myself smaller and smaller because I just don't get it. And they would, of course, would call on me and I have to go up in front of the class and stand there and stare at the blackboard, unable to answer the question. Mm-hmm. That's, that's sort of, sort of like, you know, the entire class looking at you thinking that you're stupid. So that's uplifting. That's uplifting. Yeah. So that's 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 where um, that's where I think we have similar uh, roots to our mm-hmm. uh, desire to do things on our own. Uh, so on social, we asked, "Do you default to I'll just do it myself rather than asking for help?" That can be a pretty common problem for introverts. Do you hesitate to ask for help? Why do you think you do that? Claudia says, My motto is usually, if you want something done properly, do it yourself. But I have asked for help on a few things this year, and it really has paid off. Oh, good for you, Claudia. Yeah, actually, that's, that's awesome. I, I hope that... that uh, Maybe, maybe, um, Claudia, you could go back to this, to this, so this post and, uh, uh, give us some hints about the things that you've done to make that easier for you. Yeah, absolutely. Anna says, I always feel like someone is going to judge me for asking for help. And also if I do it myself, it'll get done to my satisfaction. 
Oh, yeah. See, Anna and I are on the same page here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely that judgment thing. And that's a real sticker for, I think, many of us. Mm -hmm. Joey says, I think it's equal parts hesitation out of pride because society generally look because society generally looks down on those who don't have their shit together, but also hesitation because I know what it's like to struggle and I don't want to inconvenience someone else who may be struggling. Oh yeah, no, it's true. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, what we've come to before is that a lot of the times people are not going to say no to you. And I think it's unfair to put ourselves into the spot where we don't feel we're valid enough to ask for help. That's an unfair spot to put yourself into. Absolutely. And I would also Mm -hmm. say that, you know, one of the advantages to being an introvert is many of us are really good at seeing people, you know, the whole people watching thing and looking at body language and imagining what does that mean? This person's uncomfortable, this sort of thing. Of course, not all of us are great at it, but some of us are. And Mm -hmm. in some cases, because we're sensitive and perceptive in that way, we might be able to see that somebody is unable to take on the thing that we're asking of them. And so we don't ask them. And it's also, you know, we if we're asking people that we know pretty well, because often we are, maybe, you know, we know, we know them a bit, we can sort of like make sure that I know I would do this is, is sort of a, well, you know, if, if you can help, you know, that'd be great. But, you know, I understand that you might not, you might have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. The infamous, please don't feel bad. No, no, don't even yes. In fact, say no right now. <laughs> <laughs> just walk out I'll that door. So, I feel so much better if you just say no. <laughs> oh my gosh it's it's at like the end of every introvert's ask for help but seriously mm. feel free to say no yeah just, that, just go it's literally literally the truth <laughs> is i will ask you for help and then i'll be like please say no i don't want to inconvenience <laughs> you if you have to cancel it's no problem yeah if you, if, you know what this plan that we made if you have to cancel that i'm good with it i'm in fact please cancel exactly you're helping me more Huh, look at that. I'm better already. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I figured at some point, maybe this would come up. So maybe, I don't know if I figured or not, but we're going to go back in. We're going to go into this. I was wondering, out of our two personality types, who is more likely to ask for help? or at least have hesitation toward asking for help. What is your personality type again, Phil? I am an ISFP. And I am an INFP dash turbulent. Oh. Yes. So I went on to 16personalities.com, and that's, of course, where you can take your your free Myers-Briggs test there. They've got a whole bunch of handy articles about all about your personality type. So the article was asking for help. Is it harder for some personality types than others? Introversion seems to be the biggest factor in determining the likelihood of hesitating to ask for some help. As a separate trait, this is followed by turbulence, hmm. which is me. 
Hmm. We can can see how this plays out by looking at how individuals with different personality strategies responded in agreement to the statement, you often hesitate to ask for help even if you really need it. So people mastery was 56.97% agreed. Uh, Social engagement, 68.76 agreed. Confident individualism, 76.74. And for those like me, constant improvement people, that was 85.63%. So one might think, just by the name alone, that people with constant improvement strategy would have an easy time asking for help. So can't get a great advisor or supporter of any kind, help you improve if they just know what you need. Wouldn't asking for help be a good step toward that? However, one would be wrong if they thought that seeking help is easier for these personalities. With their combination of introverted and turbulent personality traits, constant improvers were the responders most likely to say they hesitate to ask for help. So this is a group of introverts with their tendency toward privacy, also aspire to reach perfection. Because of this, they may worry about whether they are hitting all the marks or not. The key word here is worry. I totally felt that. Yeah. I think it's one of the struggles that people who are perfectionists or aspire to perfection, that mm-hmm. um, that can be a thing that sort of hangs you up. Oh, absolutely. So asking for help may be problematic for these people. Doing so might highlight the flaws that as turbulent personalities, they work so hard to extinguish. And as introverts, they might prefer to deal with such flaws in private. So asking for help might be difficult if they would rather hide the things they need help with. And then I found something else. I remembered, Phil, you are the adventurer. That is the ISFP. I am, I am the adventurer. Yeah. yeah, you are. It sounds so epic. I know. <laughs> and I'm a mediator. Okay. So... In agreement with the statement, you often hesitate to ask for help even if you really need it. Adventurers were 81.87% in agreement with that. Yep. And mine, mediators, a whopping 87.21%. We're both in the high, we're both in the 80% there. That's, that's, yeah, I, uh, I, see, I, I agree with that statement. And see, Dear listeners, if you ever think Phil and I are ever going to ask for your help <laughs> in helping us with this podcast, you're dead wrong. <laughs> but in some ways we do because we post a weekly question. But again, that's sort of like, for me, it's easy because I'm soliciting advice. Not, It's not like I'm going to help anybody, ask anybody to help me edit this podcast or do any of the, of the, of the, the, the work in, in assembling it. That's, I've got to do that myself. Oh yeah, no, no, I wouldn't dare tread on that one. <laughs> and I and uh, and apparently I I can't ask you to. I'm just not able to to ask I, for help with that. You're gonna order a pizza before asking me for help. Absolutely by phone. By phone, nonetheless. By goddamn phone. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. You 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 can you can ask me for help anytime. I know. Phil. I know. But do I think, do I know you're coming to, and you're going to take advantage of that? You know damn well that I'm not going to ask for help. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> you know, at least what you can say, maybe not say, is there anything I can do to help to your introverted friends? Because you know that they're going to say no. It's maybe just a, 
if you can think of one thing for me to do, mm. I want you to try and tell me telepathically. No, I'm just joking. Don't do that. No, don't, don't do not. That. But you know what? You're sort of onto a, a, a good thing. Instead of instead of mm-hmm. saying, you know, is there anything I could do? Mm-hmm. Make a suggestion. Yeah, come come with something because sometimes you don't want to be put on the spot, right? I 100% never want to be put on the spot. And if you say, <laughs> is there anything I can do to help? I am immediately going to say no. Exactly. Yep. No. If you say, can I buy you a coffee? I might say yes. And if you ask, can I order that pizza for you? Yes. I, well, I mean, that's the thing is if... If you say that, if you're in the room and you say, can I order that pizza by phone for you? I'm going to say no. <laughs> so if you see me struggling and I, you're, somebody's like, we need to order the pizza. Oh, the internet is down. You're going to have to call. Please say, oh, I got it. And do the call. Don't don't ask me if you want me to do that for you. Because I'm just going to suck it up and be like, no, it's fine. I can do it. <laughs> What did we learn? That we will go to extraordinary lengths not to ask people for help. Yeah, we're literally not changing. (laughs) I mean, but the thing is that, like, I think that that this conversation has really pointed out that how 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 far we'll go to avoid asking for help and how how little we want to. So that's, I think, a starting place for. moving forward and maybe being able to ask for help. Remember the rule. People want to help you. Mm -hmm. As much as this episode had its laughs and some self-deprecating humor, still at the end of the day, it is important to remember that you really are not on your own. You don't have to do everything on your own. Sometimes even just taking that one step to asking for help, even if it's a minor job, a minor task, and you just want a little bit of help with it, indulge that feeling. But at the same token, though, honor that if you don't want any help, that's okay, too. I got to jump in because I want to say that 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 you might think, because I know that I would, if it's such a such a such a uh, trivial task, why would I waste somebody's time with it? Hmm. So you take on so many things until you're overwhelmed and now you can't do anything, but you'll struggle through until you get through. And all you need is for somebody to throw you a lifeline to help you get out of the, 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 this, this situation of drowning in tasks, in which case a thing that is little and trivial, someone might be happy to do for you. Absolutely. You'd be really surprised how many times people are rooting for you. In my experience, most people are rooting for you, especially if they're your friends. They are 100% rooting for you, even if they don't always tell you that they are. That's right. They're always there. 